Thank you for joining us this solitary afternoon. Uh, my name is Angel, King of Mediocrity Martinez, and uh, with me as always is my co-host, the Galaxian, the man himself. Eddie, say what's up to the people. What up, everyone? Hope everyone is safe more than ever now at home, chilling. Uh, with us today, a uh, special guest, uh, our, our friend, our, our, our dear, dear friend, uh, Mr. Spenny in the house. Uh, Spenny, is it all right to call you that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Um, I wish that we were coming to you with uh, a much better show. I wish that we were not coming to you with, uh, with such energy today. But it seems that we've got something going on in the world that absolutely needs to be addressed. Uh, something that I feel that we need to talk about, we need to discuss, and hopefully change a couple minds out there. Because uh, there's definitely a lot going on in the world, and this is happening worldwide. Uh, that being said, what we're discussing today, we're going to discuss what lives matter. Uh, we're going to discuss movements that are happening right now um, and the different opinions of different people who are looking at it uh, from their point of view. So hopefully we can uh, all come to some sort of agreement and uh, we don't get into a uh, too serious of, a, um, <clears throat> of an argument here. <laughs> we're going to try to keep it as peaceful as possible for everybody. But thank you very much for everyone that's joining us live on the chat right now. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in today special Sunday edition for you guys of uh, Layman's Word, where we talk all things we know absolutely nothing about. All right, guys. Uh, clearly, there is uh, some injustice going on in the world, and the world is reacting. Let's just go ahead and talk about the facts. Uh, a person by the name of George Floyd was recently murdered by police in, in uh, I believe it was uh, Minneapolis and uh, resulting from that death, uh, the people are not happy with how things were carried out because it seems that it's the same old, same old internal investigation. I believe uh, I decided that he did not die of strangulation. In fact, they tried to put out a statement saying that he died from health complications because he wasn't healthy enough to be strangled for nine minutes. Unfortunate. Sorry. Unfortunate that we would put that out there but um, let me ask you guys um, do you guys have any thoughts on the particular situation what you saw from the video first of all have you guys seen the video the full footage yeah I seen the I seen the nine minute video um, just uh, I think today I saw like um, a video with a full timeline for maybe like the whole 20 minutes before it's a little bit fast forward but you can see the whole situation play out up to that point where he gets restrained by three cops and one being on over his over his neck. Yeah, I mean it's it's. Let me ask you, guys. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Eddie. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna add that it's kind of hard not to at least see seconds of that video because it's it's flooded the internet. I mean, one of the reasons why everything is happening. Uh, that's pretty much all I was gonna say, Angel. No, no worries, man. Um, so. Do you guys believe that the actions were merited in any way, shape, or form to subdue the individual uh, um, in that fashion? Was he resisting, so to speak, 
to have been taken down the way he was by, you know, three, um, by, by three policemen. No, I don't. I don't think that was all necessary. The the footage that I've seen, it actually shows that they took him out of his car, sat him down in the curve, walked him across the street, still talked to him outside the patrol car, put him in the back of the patrol car, and then there's no more footage between him being in the patrol car and him being on the floor. But at this point, you've already had there actually- custody. There's actually what. Uh, there actually is um, footage uh, released. Someone had uh, cell phone footage from uh, from that scene from across the street where they put him in the car, and uh, you can see a police officer actually going inside and, for lack of a better term, roughing him up, roughing him up a little bit. He, the the officer looks like he's throwing a couple punches while he has him in the back seat. The the point being, whatever happened in in that back seat, whether he was resisting at that point or they just wanted to get Correct. the lakes in, the point is he was already in the back of that patrol car. So there's no reason for him to come out or be dropped out of the patrol car onto the floor. Let alone have three people on him. He's not even moving. He might be struggling a little bit that we can't notice. But at the end of the day, with two people on him, I don't think he should be able to move. Let alone needing three people to just subdue somebody. Who you already been controlling for four or five minutes. Yeah. You had the man sit down, stand up, walk across the street, sit down. And then all of a sudden, he starts resisting, and you can't just close the door? What did he say? What did he do for you to have to stay in there with him? What business, what other business did you have? He was already restrained. He was already in your patrol car. You know? The only thing that, I, that I've seen is, supposedly, that they, they called the ambulance before they put him in the patrol car. Okay, that's fine. Leave one, one door open, close the other one, and still contain him while the ambulance comes. Right. What 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 caused it to get to the floor? You know. Uh, that's interesting. It's interesting that you bring that up uh, because you know, looking at it, certainly there's always developing stories with anything like this because of all the people that are around, and there are so many witness accounts that you know don't get taken aren't aren't exactly put out in the light right away because people are scared. People are scared to tell their truths. People are scared to post things up. Um, police officers are very quick to seize all evidence and information right away. Certainly, if you're seen recording, they want your ID, they want your address, they want everything about you so that they can come harass you later in time and, you know, seize said footage. So I understand why, you know, kind of a story like this will develop, you know, slowly. But, um, you know, looking at it for what it is, just from my eyes, I'm, I mean, I see a couple things. Um, I feel like the uh, the office, like you said, what was the reason for bringing this man back out and putting him on the floor like that? If he was already subdued, already handcuffed, and already in the backseat of the squad car, what more? What other steps were there other than? Uh, well, I mean, we're past Miranda. At that point, it's time to you know get in the car and drive him back to the station. But for some reason, they decided to torture this man a little longer and publicly, for that matter. Um, there was a lot of officers that showed up surrounding, um, you know, the arresting officer, uh, who I believe his name is Derek Chauvin. I'm really not sure how to he pronounce his name. He was backup. He was backup. Correct. And uh, there's and it's and it's and it's interesting to me because if you watch, I watched the footage and I watched the moment when the EMTs came in to to bring to check on the body. 
And if there's anything that I've ever seen when it comes to EMTs, you'll notice that any single solitary time that an ambulance is called in, the first thing that they do once they get to the victim, right, or the, the person who's in trouble, the absolute first thing that they all do is check vitals. They check vitals. You absolutely have to check vitals uh, before you can do anything, before you move them, before anything. See if they're responsive, anything like that. Right. When these gentlemen arrived, if you guys watch carefully, the first thing they did was grab the body and drag it over. They dragged it. They manhandled like it the body. It was a piece of meat. They did not have any care whatsoever in moving the body to the gurney. I'll give you one more that's pseudo suspicious. Watch that video again and you tell me that those EMTs are not wearing bulletproof vests. Tell me they're or not it is striking to me to see that they are that heavily equipped for being emts and the other thing is that since they are emts they would have real they have really good processes to move a 200 pound bomb from one place to the next safely they did not do that so a couple things there that are there a big red flag in my opinion is that they were not careful with the body or the victim they didn't follow procedure and check for vitals they did they weren't following protocol there's no procedure there these guys are untrained who were on video this i would have to i would have to go back and see about the body armor but that's one thing I noticed, too, because uh, unfortunately, I see my grandma get, you know, picked up a couple times already. And it's always like a communication between EMTs. It's never a get off, get her on and get out. Yeah. It's get off, secure the body, you know, communicate with your with your uh, with your partners as far as lifting the body. And how are you going to lift it? Is she going to stand up or are you going to just put her on the gurney? You know, yeah. so it's a process that takes longer than. You know, 10, 20, 30 seconds because they got off. The guy didn't even get off and they weren't even checking the body. The guy got off the neck and it was just like drag him. You know, they manhandled that body. But Correct. I would have to go back Correct. and see what Angel was saying about the body, the body armor. I did not notice that. It's just the whole situation was bad. Like you can notice that he was lifeless and you didn't even try to do nothing there and then to check his vitals. Or not, not, not just that. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on, on the whole uh, suspicious about the ambulance. I, you know, the line of work, the, the company I work for, there's a lot of injuries, right? As you would imagine, you know, anything that potential bad sprain, you know, they come down with what looks like a toolbox of fucking equipment. If you look at, you know, you look at this video, dude just comes down. Just with the gurney. Yeah. Pick him up and go. Like, all right, we already know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe we can get a little more into depth a little later, you know, as far as conspiracy theories. But that's one thing I noticed, uh, you know, video about the video you were talking about uh, as far as the uh, paramedics looking a little, EMTs looking a little suspicious there. And there's no reason even from the, the call because the call, according to some reports, is the cops receive a call of forgery in progress, which is not a violent crime, nor does it in insinuate that this person is going to attack you upon... You right. know, confronting them. And then you go through the whole timeline of him sitting down, him standing up, walking across the street, getting put in the cop car, you know? So he's complying as it is. But then, you know, 
Absolutely. Maybe they I knew each other, right? Complacent, for sure. Maybe they knew each other, right? You never know. And we'll get, and we'll get to that. That's another thing that people are saying. Yeah, we can get to conspiracies at the end if you're up for that, Angel. <laughs> well, I think I think that would be I'm far. Always up for it. Dude. I think that'd be more of Shut a, of a cons- less of a conspiracy and more of a fact, right? Because I mean, but that's I don't want to get into it now because I have I have counters for that. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you were, <laughs> Mr. King of mediocrity, my mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's just talk about let's talk about a couple things that are going on. Uh, as a result of right, what happened to the uh, uh, police officers involved? Uh, to my understanding, uh, the police officers that were surrounding, uh, you know, Officer Chauvin, were uh, fired, I believe, yeah. as well as uh, Chauvin himself. But because the coroner uh, did not uh, uh, declare that this man died of asphyxiation. Uh, there's no, there are no charges on these police officers, and that is sparking outrage throughout the country. The people are upset. Uh, the people have mobilized. They, they've, uh, they've got it together, and they've decided that this is enough. They're everywhere right now. Obviously, it started in Minneapolis, and we had a movement here a couple nights ago in Los Angeles. DC is up in arms. Seattle. Uh, just to give you guys an idea of how big this is, I've got nine other countries that are joining the protest. Berlin, Toronto, London, Ireland. Um, we've got Wales, Manchester. I mean, there are just so many other countries uh, uh, other cities around the globe that are that are jumping in and 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 standing up for what's right. Now I'll ask you guys, what do you guys think about the movement and where it is right now? At least locally. Let's start locally. How what, do you feel about it? What movement? Right now, right in our backyard. What movement? What do you mean by movement? Because. I don't think what's necessarily going on is a movement. You can see certain organizations stepping up, but there's a lot of things going on outside of these organizations that aren't necessarily for a cause or they don't understand what overall the cause is. Right. So you using the word movement is a very big, big umbrella of a lot of things that you're putting in the same category that's going on, not only in our country, but like you said being shown and being displayed in other yeah. in other cities around the world. Well, I'm going to use the worst like worst paraphrasing you've ever heard. <laughs> but uh one of my uh one of my favorite uh I guess personalities you would say is uh Trevor Noah, right? And he came out talking about how in society it's kind of like an unwritten contract, right? A society and you know near the top are the, the the police because they enforce those rules and everything, right? So even though people might not think that way, but like what their minds proceeded when they saw that was the uh, the contract, you know that that society is was ripped up right in front of them. So you want to go out and uh, you want to you know you want to judge people out there for for looting and and you know doing whatever they are, but dude, they just saw 
that con- metaphorically that contract ripped up. This this they're supposed to protect and serve, and everybody's seen those those videos. You, you cannot avoid them. And they literally saw this man just take somebody else's life, and then not what lose your job. Now he gets to, he gets to collect six hundred bucks extra a week as well. I mean, for for me, it's how I feel about it. I I I don't have. I, I'm, you're not going to see me go out there and do it, but I'm not. I'm not opposed. I'm not against it because I get it. Once I heard, once I heard that, because I was really in the fence. I'm like, man, that's that's kind of dumb. Like, why would you like just like burn down your own city? But when I heard it that way, I'm kind of like, well, I guess that makes sense. You know that that makes sense to me. And I, I if this is the way they're gonna, this is what's gonna make them listen. Then so be it. For me, um, I was. It, I'm divided on how to explain it to people because the situation going to what you were saying is you're showing people what's possible. You know, at the end of the day, we're we're animals, man. You know, we're animals. We're just socially contracted, like you said, to follow certain rules. Right. Because they're not socially accepted in reality. Let's be honest. All of us. You know, and then when you start showing people what's possible, what you can get away with. It becomes a bigger problem because honestly, after this happened, because this happened yeah. on May 25th, Monday, yeah. May 25th, Tuesday and Wednesday, you saw protests. You saw people peacefully, you know, being against this, people speaking up against this. But then Wednesday right. over nine to Thursday, people started breaking stuff and nothing happened. You yeah. know, you started busting up cops and nothing happened. You started burning down buildings. And nothing happened. Store started got started well, getting breaking into, huh? Say that again. He said, but who's doing the burning? See, at first you can see how it could it could have been towards the cause because unless you you make them feel the same fear that you fear, they were they won't understand you. And cops feel like they're untouchable, or at least certain cops that are in these situations. You know, you you even us that may have counter cops. Right away, they already feel like they're above you and they're going to use everything in their authority to belittle you or to try to control you, you know? Right. We already know that just from, from our situations, which we all have had, even a parking ticket, even a, a uh, sorry, not a parking ticket, but like a uh, driving violation, you know, they make you try to feel right away that they're in charge, Right. you know? So you and I maybe don't know exactly how bad it is when cops roll up on you all the time already with weapons drawn. You know, I had never had that experience before. I haven't either, even with my tattoos. You know, and <laughs> now you have maybe five, six people in your own family that that have had this happen. You're hearing this around the country that's had, had this happen. These people aren't going to understand you unless you make them feel that same pressure. Shit, we're seeing a video in our backyard just happening for what? Tinted windows, right? Tinted windows. So I didn't mind it in the beginning. Because they were, I think they were expressing their anger at the right situation. But when you started looting, you're not there for any cause. You're there for yourself at that point. Right. And one thing that I've been seeing I because agree. one thing one thing that I've been seeing too is I've been going on Snapchat and I've been dropping into cities, other cities around around the world or around the country. And in three or four cities, people that are protesting peacefully are corralled and are told they're going to get arrested, and they get arrested. While the people looting, it's a free-for-all. Get what you can while you can and get out. Nobody's going to stop you. But if you're there trying to voice your opinion, voice, you know, be heard, you're going to get corralled. 
and you're going to get dealt with. That further supports the narrative that they're trying to discredit the movement, that, and that's what I, and that's what I was talking about. Like, there's people out there that are legitimately trying to put out a message, and yes. there's people who are getting caught up in the riffraff. I believe and, that and completely misguided. Yes, there's a lot of angst out there, and people don't know how to move forward and how to act. There are so many, there's so much footage out there of people. Um, and I'll just say people. I'm not going to say what kind of people, but there's so much footage of people setting these young, younger people up to do bad things. I've seen anything from a random stack of bricks conveniently placed outside of a police station to a gentleman breaking windows and then walking away from the scene as if he hadn't done any of it. There is footage of people handing money to young black men to buy things uh, so that they could have during their protests, being told to go rip up benches, uh, being instructed to do so by people. And it's, it's crazy. They're, the older people, some of the older people that I'm watching do this, I mean, they're not even part of this movement. Anything that I've seen, you know, black people on the front line are trying to be peaceful as much as they can. But it's like anything. Once once the violence starts rolling in, once the first window is broken, the first rock is thrown, it's, it's like you said, we're animals. We're just going to want to our anxiety immediately goes up. We we start to, you know, feed, feed on what's going on around us that some of us can't resist. So it's unfortunate that it's being painted that way. And it's sad because it's discrediting everything that people are fighting so hard for. Yep. There are so many people being reaffirmed with their beliefs, with their current beliefs, um, you know that uh, that these people don't deserve the same rights as everyone else, and that's fucking sad. And, it's and sad. To go to Angel's point really quick, um, if I can, I would like to shout out somebody. Um, something that I found a couple of days ago was some guy in in Minneapolis called Marvin Applewhite, who started a cleanup during the protest GoFundMe, and okay. from what I've seen, okay. I mean. The person is actually, you know, they have pictures of them picking up actually the next day and everything like that. Um, when I found it, it was a couple hours old. They were asking for $5,000 just to have like gloves and trash bags. And up to date, they already raised $47,000. Damn. That's what's up. What was the name again? His name is Marvin Applewhite. Marvin Applewhite. Hey, so uh, Angel, real quick, uh, I want to get back to that too. Um, but you're talking about if, what people fought for, you know, and... I, I guess they're you're in layman's terms. Uh, you're saying that they're ruining it for the rest of them, you know, for what they fought for. But history has shown, bro. There's no right way to protest. There's no rules to protest now, you know. Uh, and I'm I'm taking this from someone else. I don't remember where I got it from. But like MLK, you know, the peaceful the peaceful protest that nothing worked. Yeah. You know, fast forward, fucking Kaepernick taking a knee didn't work that's not the right way. People are talking shit, you know. It, and now they're they're doing this, and of course, Correct. I mean, this is extreme. But there is they, they, this is why it's happening, dude. This there's no, there's no proven like uh, type of protest that has worked. So you say they ruined it for the rest of them, but I mean history's shown that nothing's worked. So 
I mean, nothing has worked for them. Right. Meaning, um, other minorities, because mm. um, I'd be, you know, I think I, I feel some type of way not expressing how, as Hispanics, you know, during peaceful protests, we've actually advanced. You know, um, that's a whole different topic to but, get into. But there is examples of us advancing with people, peaceful protest as Hispanics. Um, the thing is, that's the same thing that we don't really notice how impactful like impacted we have been through peaceful protests and it doesn't work for other minorities, not just black people, but you know, Asians and other ethnicities, native Americans, that doesn't really work as well. You know, right. There's a whole, uh, civilization that was here before the United States that just got wiped out. Yeah. You know, we got wiped out, but little by little, we kept fighting for our little pieces here and there. And through people, peaceful protests, we've gotten what we needed. But, you know, it's not the same for other races, for other minorities. So we don't, I don't think we can fully understand that anger, you know, that 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 me against the world feeling because yeah. they're not as close as our races either. You know, some races aren't as close as us because we might make fun of each other all day long and talk shit to each other. But when we really need something, I can actually call on family members, you know, on friends. Yeah. That's know? how I got this, these white clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's just, I, I, it's, what do you do when you've been loud and nobody pays attention? You know, what do you do when you try to use the law in your favor and it still doesn't work? What do you do when the person that's supposed to abide by that law breaks that law and then just continually gets away with it? What, what, do, you, what do you go from there? Right. Where do you go from there? On top of being quarantined for two months, not being able to go see your friends, not being able to live your regular life. What do you do? What do you do? That's a serious that's, question. What do you do? That's what's it. What do Sorry, you do? Guys, so, well, that's what's interesting to me about everything is 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 what do you do, right? What what are what are the answers? And no one really has that. No one, no one really. You know, you talked about being able to peacefully protest. You know, as Latinos, and you know how successful it is, or how successful it has been for us in our past. But um, I don't think we've ever experienced as a group. You know the type of things that you know black people have experienced. I agree. Right? I agree. Like we haven't experienced that stuff. I agree. Um, I mean, you just look at this. You just look at the last, you know, couple years. Like just a couple names off top. You know, you see Ahmaud Arbery earlier this year got gunned down because he was running in a white neighborhood. Right. The guy was just jogging, and he was brought down by some people that didn't like him being in their neighborhood. And it took two Brianna months to charge Taylor, him. Who was, who, who, you take you take Brianna Taylor, who was in her own fucking house. And was raided and shot dead, and she was a a, a a a police officer. Like that's not right. That's not okay. You, you got uh um what is it? Eric Garner. Eric Garner suffered similar a similar fate outside of a outside of a store because he was trying to sell cigarettes, and the guy got and the guy got choked out in the same degree. Or Philando Castile being shot right in, on on live. The guy was shot live on Facebook, and they showcased it. So. I have never seen any of my people go through that, and so no matter how no matter how like like uh, you know black people are reacting at the moment, I, I I can't I cannot at all understand what they're going through. The best I can do is try to empathize. That's the best that I can do, and understand that 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 they need support and they need help, and maybe you know. 
looking at everything that's in the streets right now, it's like you said, right? All the looting and mobbing, all that stuff. It, it made you. It, it made you kind of. You didn't believe you were into it, like you said. I, I, I might be. I might be getting your verbiage incorrect. But you said you were about it, and then you started seeing all the looting, and you started seeing things getting broken, and then it kind of disinterested you. And that's exactly. That's tactful. It's tactful, and it's crazy how, how divided everybody is about what's going on. I put a post up today, just one, and the amount of people that, you know, kind of want to argue with me, I find it funny that no one's arguing with me publicly on the post that I put on. Instead, they're choosing to go direct message and having this conversation behind closed doors. Why? Because. It's out there. I put it out there. Have the conversation with me out in public. What, are you yeah. ashamed of your viewpoint? To to clarify, I would like to clarify because I think, I think it's... I think it was perceived wrong, but I was honestly, I was, I was never going to go down there. I was never going to go down there because my voice isn't loud enough. I, I am very much a private person. If you know me, you know, we have good times, but for me to put myself out there, you know, I'm not like that. So I know I'm not going to, I'm not a big enough voice to be down there and report on anything or show you anything that you can't see on, on your own. And it's not in my best interest considering what's going on in my life right now and and i was right i mean as fucked up as that may sound i was right you can go like i said on snapchat every single night this week that the protest has been in downtown la the people the people that are peaceful and really trying to be heard which the crowd that i would want to support has been corralled and arrested right those numbers aren't going to matter in the long run those nobody's going to care that you got arrested at that protest right it's only going to affect you personally, and you're going to put yourself in a deeper hole individually yep. that makes you less likely to actually help the cause when you're really needed and when you're really called upon. I'm not going to go down there and loot. I made a joke, but I was kind of serious with my friends over over a chat yesterday that if I were to go down there, it would be for my interests, and I would be looting. But I'm I'm above that. I really am. I don't need to go down there and take something that's not mine just because I can't afford it. I don't need to do that. I don't need to take advantage of this situation because it's bigger than that. So that's why I had no business down there from the beginning. And I may be wrong. Some people might see it as, oh, well, you don't value your voice, but who am I going to reach? The people I'm going to reach, I'm talking to right now. Right, exactly. You know? What, maybe another 10, 15 people that, are, that I'm not going to get my side through because they're so hard-headed? <clears throat> you know, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to go down there and do something yeah. that's within... With outside of my morals just because of the situation, you know? I'm not going to do that. I don't need to do that. What else am I going to go down there for? Get pepper sprayed? What are you going to go down there for? You know, I can understand some people are frustrated. I don't have that pain, so I can't relate to that pain. I understand your pain, you know? I just wish this is my personal bias, you know? Make them feel the same pain you feel, right? You feel people of certain races are privileged in this country, but you're taking it upon your own community to feel this pain that you're feeling. That's, I think that's where it's, it's wrong. You know, If you're really trying to have somebody else understand you, you're already doing the deed. Might as well make them feel the pain. Make them feel the pressure. You know, Make them feel the fear. You're already doing it. Why do it to your own people? Do it in the communities where they're going to actually... Stop and consider, fuck, we need to change this. Right. <laughs> we don't need this coming back to us. They're doing it to you? No, you're absolutely right. But I think uh, 
That's my biased opinion. <laughs> At the same time, those people that live in those particular communities where they care, those people need to come out and protest as well. Also, think- also, you know, some people don't need... I'm sorry. That's all right. It's fine. Some Go people ahead, don't man. need to be down there. Something that my girlfriend showed me was a video of a 9, 10-year-old girl getting pepper sprayed. Why are you taking your children down there? Yeah. You know? You're, you're not doing your child a favor getting pepper sprayed. What, they're going to have a cool story to tell when they're 30, 40 years old? Like, what was, you know, why would you want to put your child to getting pepper sprayed? Just because you think that she should be done. I mean, see that as you want. If that, if that child grows up to maybe be an activist, yeah. maybe it was worth it. But at the moment, you have more more people like that. And let's be honest, not all these kids that are down there are going to grow up and do that. Right, right. As much as you want to be hopeful and have faith in it, it's really not going to happen. How many of these kids that are getting pepper sprayed and shot with pallet guns going to really grow up and be like, hey, I was there. Now I'm trying to, you know, advance yeah. the race. Let alone they weren't black. Yeah, they yeah. weren't Hispanic. Oh. They weren't Asian. They weren't a minority. <laughs> Uh, Brian mentioned that uh, yeah. Brian says that Rodeo Drive should be next. Well, Santa Monica got hit today. I don't know if you guys Look, saw I, I'm so. not going to advocate where you should go, but <laughs> you're obviously against a certain type of people. It was, look, look, it was a loophole. I was reading off the comments. You know, I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> not have it come straight from from the, the source over here. I was reading the comments. So Who was that? <laughs> He's already banned. You can't find him. He's banned from all social media. He's banned from Twitter. And Facebook now. Fa- too many facts in the world, huh, Brian? <laughs> that, was a, that was his fault. Hey, well, Brian, whenever you you want to come on, you can come on here and call anybody a cunt. We won't take you off the show. We promise. If, if anybody in the comments has an honest solution, something that you think would work, I would want to hear it. You know, I would really want to hear that. What What can possibly be done? Angel, do you have any idea what can possibly be done? What solution? Where do you go from here? What do you do? If, mean, you, were, if, you, if you were the police the chief, the day, if you were the p- police chief in L.A., how, what's your next step? The bottom line is that it's already too late for, for the correct action. If you look at Miami, you look at Seattle, uh, there's even a sheriff in Michigan uh, who's done it. But what you do is you stand with the people that are protesting. If you're with them and there is no line, there is no animosity, um, you help protect them, you help protect what's going on around them, and, and you keep a peaceful protest. Uh, you, the, the idea is that you're supposed to help to dissipate these, these situations, not to instigate. And, and that's what becomes difficult. It becomes very, very hard because you're meeting animosity with more animosity, and that's difficult. If there was no one to throw uh, bottles at, if there was no one out there in riot gear, I guarantee you that the people would not be taking advantage like they are. I disagree. There are so many places. There's other. There's proof in other places. Look at Miami. Miami's PD came out. No guns drawn. No, no SWAT. No anything. They stood with their people. Kneeled with their people. Marched with their people and it was great they did the same thing in seattle same goes for michigan it it can happen it can happen Um, and so what i say what i'm saying is that at this point it's too far gone especially here in los angeles because they've already dispatched the united nations let me ask you let me ask you something though 
Angel, right now that you said sure. it's too far gone. And I'm trying to get to some of the comments. Can I shout out to everyone that's commenting? Rudy, uh, Rudy says here, and I want to ask you if you feel the same way. He says if one, if it makes, if it, if it if it changes things, is it worth it? Say all this, you know, you know, basically burning our city down, everyone burning their own cities down, and it ends up making that change. Is it worth it? Is 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 it worth? Are you are you telling me that? Are you rephrase the the question for me? Because you said you you said it's going on right now. Is worth what? Is worth worth ending uh, uh, systematic racism? Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah. Absolutely, it's worth it. Absolutely, it's worth peace of mind for every single one of my family members and friends affected to be able to walk out of their home every day and not have to feel the pressure of thinking that they might never come back home. Absolutely, it's fucking worth it. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's worth it. The businesses will, will, will cash in on their insurances and they'll be back, yeah. even the small ones. And if the small ones don't have insurance, I'm sorry. It's their fault. But they will recover. They will recover. There's a reason why those things are out the way they are. It's so that you can recover. Things. Yeah, but I, I think uh, it's still it's still a big issue because they still have to rebuild, you know, and some might not be able to rebuild as strong or with the same faith in that same community. So it still creates a a rip between. You as a businessman and me as or somebody else as a, as a consumer, you know, um, there's other instances, though, where people are just local businesses that are trying to be protected are having not casualties, but, you know, they're having violence. You know, there's videos of people trying to protect their their businesses and getting rocked for it. Like at that point, what's what's the point at that at that point? You know, you really want to wall out against a building and you obviously see somebody that owns that that property or owns that business ask you not to not to do it, that they're with you, but just don't fuck up their shit. And you're still (laughs) like, well, first of all, fuck you. Right. And then now fuck your business. You know, that's that's the part I don't understand. That's the part I can't get behind or can't understand. You know, don't justify my, because you're going to get that insurance money. Yeah, no, go ahead, Angel. The floor is yours. Excellent. So I think, I think one thing that needs to be made 100% clear is I believe that a lot of officers around the world, or actually here in America, I should say, they're overworked. Let's say that. We'll yes. start there. Uh, these guys are putting in 12-hour shifts uh, uh, four days a week. And I cannot imagine what it's like personally since COVID started. I've been doing my own set of 12-hour, 14-hour shifts every other day. And by that 12th hour, boy, my mind is scrambled. I I am just trying to keep my eyelids open, fueling my my body with caffeine, and probably not making the best decisions at the end of my day. That is a fact. That is a fact. So a lot of times when you see these guys, they're agitated already. They're 
putting they're being put in dangerous situations, which makes them very unsettled. And when people don't do exactly what they want them to do, that's when everything gets out of control. The unfortunate part is that some people are complying, and these guys are on a power trip or get in a certain mindset, and they still take it too far. A good answer for me personally is that you run a police department like you run a fire department. You let these guys have a headquarters where they can peacefully sit and stay. And then when when there's an issue that somebody felt compelled enough to call about, they get dispatched. They come out, assess the situation, and decide if more force is necessary or not. I think that's how you take care of that issue for me personally. It's a tough it's a tough way to look at it, but you sign up for the job. You know what it's supposed to be, you know what it's going day. to be. You get paid by the same people that you are trying to have this uh, authority 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 figure against. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the people that you actually literally were sworn to protect and to serve. Not to manhandle, not to manipulate, not to intimidate, not to invoke fear into, but to protect and serve. It, at least in Los Angeles, it says it on the police door of every single cop car that you see on the streets. That is literally their slogan. That is their oath. And yet you're taking advantage of that oath because you signed up for a 12-hour shift that now you don't want to do. We've all been there. I can't. You know, of course, their job is stressful, but if you follow it by the book, it's the easiest way to get through something sometimes. At the end of the day, if you just follow a set of steps, you can get through something very quicker rather than you looking at your clock through the whole process. Right. If you sometimes just concentrate on the process, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this instead of I need to do this. I'm off in 30 minutes. I got to do this. I'm off in 28 minutes. I got to do this. I'm off in 27 minutes. It creates it to be a lot longer. Right. You know, that's that's what you signed up for. If you don't like what you signed up for, go be a private detective. Go change your, you know, be a security guard, be a bodyguard, you know, do something else with your life. Don't affect the people um, that you're sworn uh, to protect. I would say. I would just say that these guys, first of all, aren't robots and nobody's mm-hmm. perfect. And and it's a very difficult job. And you're absolutely right. You are right. They did sign up for this job. This is what they wanted to do. But how many people get into a job or go to school for a career that they so desperately want? And then when they finally get in the door, they sign up, they start receiving that paycheck. They're there every day. It's suddenly it's not exactly the way they imagined it would be. So you could imagine that opinions would change. Attitudes would change. And especially certain experiences would allow you to change. Like no one, no one is expecting, you know, sudden change. It's not going to happen out of the blue. But I honestly feel that, you know, a lot of these situations could be prevented, like you said, with with training. You're talking about training right now. Everybody has training. You're supposed to take your steps. You're supposed to do the things that you're supposed to do. My point is, is at the end of a 12-hour shift, right, when you've got a half hour left on the clock, you're not going to make the best decisions. And if the guy that you you happen to talk to is giving you a little bit of lip, it might get a little aggressive 
and it's and it's unfortunate, but these are the perfect cocktail for what continues to happen over and over again. So what is the answer, right? What is the solution? What can we do systematically? What can we do? I think you can. I start. believe that maybe. Go ahead. I think you can start by actually looking closer or looking at it closely when it comes to individuals like Derek, because looking at his record, at his track record. The man has been on the force, what, 19, 20 years? Right. And he had like 18 open or 18 closed complaints over 19 throughout his career. What are these complaints about? You know, um, this person works security. You know, I think if you're if you're going to have cops, they're going to have off duty jobs like that. You got to see the instances or the the incidents. Sorry, that happen when they're. Bodyguards, yeah. you know, one of the things is that this guy was a bodyguard at a nightclub and the owner or the presumed owner of that club at the time has come out and said that, you know, on certain nights where they had a certain demographic, he would be a little bit extra with his authority, you know, and over little stuff as a cop, he would call five or six patrol cars, mm -hmm. which the owner themselves saw unnecessary. So, you you know, maybe uh, maybe uh, have a system where it looks looks into these people a little bit closer. Yeah. So, you know, not on top of that, but you, you have somebody carrying a gun who's on their <laughs> toes, like Angel said, 12 hours a day. You can't just expect them to be all right after a career that's in double digits. So all that, you know, all that extra money their parents going to go towards, uh, towards that. Would you put it through like, you know, uh, towards their, like psych evaluations, uh, you know, training actually broader, I guess, answer. I think Angel had a point with the sense of a more of a community. Um, I think, and I am speaking just as somebody looking from the outside. Um, I feel like firefighters are closer knit because mm -hmm. of that, because you have a closer, like tight knit community. And I can only attest to that through playing sports, because when you're at practice with somebody day in and day out and you see that they're they're trying just as hard as you, you kind of create that camaraderie, you know. And cops, I think they're very secluded, very solitary because they're either in a cop car by themselves on a motorcycle by themselves or they're with one other person. Right. And I don't think it creates a an environment where they can be tough for 12 hours and be on their toes and be strong for 12 hours. And then all of a sudden talk to a stranger about how their day went. You know, I don't think that's I don't think that's possible for them. And it's not available to them i don't know if that's a solution but i think that would make a big difference too you know because who do you yeah, talk to as a cop you can't even go you can't even go home and tell your your wife like oh i'm investigating this or that you know took advantage of 12 girls so far or this guy that killed 12 people so far. you can't even you can't even go home and tell your your spouse that mm -hmm. you know right so what are you doing to, for yourself and not all cops are bad. You know, some I come across cops that are very nice that actually try to help you that let me go on shit that I shouldn't have been let go. <laughs> you know? And there's other ones that were just dicks from the beginning. And because I knew I was right, they had to let me go. Still gave me a ticket. But fuck it, a fine over being arrested. I'll take that any day. No, true. But not everybody has those advantages. Not everybody has a way to get um, out of that. Um, so... Well, I'll definitely, let's get one thing right, because I want to make sure to address uh, Rudy in the chat. Um, Rudy says that if you make a mistake at work, you get disciplined and might lose your job. When you make a mistake at work, it takes a life. You should be held accountable. Absolutely. 
officers should be held accountable for their actions. That is a fact, yes. What I am proposing is simply to reduce the amount of um, situations where they get themselves into that sort of trouble. So absolutely, I agree, Rudy. Uh, if you make a mistake, you should definitely have be suspended without pay. You shouldn't be able to collect a check while you've done something wrong sitting at home while they think about what to do with you. Uh, when most of the time, they're just going to put you back uh, uh, you know, behind a desk, and now you don't have to patrol and you still get your salary. Some of these guys are being let off, uh, uh, being, being put into early retirement, given full pensions. And I think that, that is, uh, that's, that's difficult to deal with. Now, if you do something that is a crime, whether you have a badge or not, you should be prosecuted as such. And that's justice. That's what it should be. And I think, so, Rudy, I think Rudy's kind of tying... Actually, I don't know if you guys can hear that. Can you guys hear that? No. I think, uh, I think Rudy can... So, uh, I think what Rudy is saying can tie in to what I'm uh, saying. And sorry, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think he could tie into what I'm saying. Yes. If you commit a mistake at work, you get disciplined, right? But how severe yeah. in your job, in my job, in Rudy's job, does it have to be where you get have to get sent home? If you commit an error at work, what do they do? They correct your error. They send you back to work. And a good manager, a good supervisor, a good owner is supposed to give you further training to fix these issues, to fix these concerns so Correct. you don't do it again. And if you still... Right. You know, after so many times, so many times that you do the same mistake, you're still doing it. You don't understand that it's upon that owner, that manager, that supervisor to deal with you, whether they should terminate you or not. If somebody is getting right, somebody's been on the force for a double digit amount of years, over 10 years, 15 years. You have so many complaints about this person. You know, they have numerous issues at their other job that you need to look at it closely, to be honest. Right. Even if you want to keep this person on on the force or in your in your uh, in your business, if you're outside of the police force, you're gonna have to train them. You're gonna have to deal with the issue to change these these uh, these habits. And if they don't change, you gotta cut ties with them. So if you want to use that example, yes, Rudy, I think it's correct. But those people need to be educated on how to do their job properly. You know, you go to you go to cadet school as a as a cop in the beginning of your career. You've been on the job for 10, 15 years. Those values, those ideas have changed, you know, in any job. If you last in a job over two or three years alone, your mindset change of how you approach that job, how you're going to do that job because, you know, your shortcuts, you know how to get things done easier, faster. A cop that's been on the force 10, 15, 18, 19 years should know all the ins and outs. Right. And if you don't reevaluate these people every so often, you're going to let them set in their ways and expose who they really are in this in this scenario in a bad way. That kind of brings up a good point in, uh, that I've always thought about when it comes to having a driver's license. <laughs> First of all, I think it's way too easy to get a driver's license. Way too easy to get a driver's license. And as you get older, uh, it's way too easy to keep your driver's license. Uh, some of these older folk uh, should not be driving anymore. They shouldn't be on the street. And they should be tested more frequently because of that. It's just what it should be. Uh, they get to a point where, you know, they can barely see over the wheel. They don't have the strength to control the car the way they should or the reaction time. And so it's one of those things that you're talking about. If you have someone on the force, you know, still on the beat, out there, 
streets doing what they're doing what they've what they've been doing for years and they're out of touch you have people out there who's only who's the majority of their human experience is tense the majority of their human experience is tense and especially if they're a lone ranger like you talked about before yeah yeah they're hanging out in their car yeah they're in an air condition yeah they've got internet right you can say whatever you want about their idle time that's fine but when it comes down to it most of their human interaction for the better part of their day always starts with the problem and they need to be better at problem resolution that's the that's the most important thing problem resolution one thing that i i think is misunderstood about cops is after so long their police uniform is not their uniform their regular clothes becomes their uniform you know that's one thing that us as civilians will never understand because after so long you're no longer a civilian being a cop. Right. You're a cop who pretends to be a civilian. And that takes a toll on you, you know? Anybody that's had stressful situations, it bothers you, you know? Even as a parent, you know, you always have to worry about your kids. Imagine being like that. You have to worry about your kids and you're still worrying about your own life. Like, literally, you don't even know if you're going to go home that night. And that's on 24-7 for them. And it doesn't justify what happens. But it just goes back to the fact that they might need their own help, too. You know, this this episode is about all lives matter and cops lives matter, too. Right. You know, of course, there's bad apples, of course. And that's the ones that we have to weave out. But if we're not even trying, it's never going to happen because there are good cops out there. There are people that generally care. And I know that because I've come across people of different professions that you can just tell care about the person next to them. And it should be no different for cops. Mm-hmm. We just have to identify those people that we don't want with a gun and a badge. And we're not going to find those people unless we're asking questions, unless we're trying to help these people. Because in reality, and I, I firmly believe that after so long, they're not civilians who dress up or who dress to be cops. They're cops that pretend to be civilians. And if you can't understand that, then, I mean... I don't know what else. It's, I mean, you, we can't understand that. I don't honest. know. I don't know. If you took it from somewhere else, but that was pretty deep, man. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's no, that, that's right. He has a that's a valid, absolutely valid point. You know, they say uh, what you do defines you. You know, and uh, whatever profession you tie yourself to, you know, that's who you become. It's who you are. And some of these guys are so used to being that that when they are in their in their civilian you know outfits out at a supermarket, they have no choice but to keep an open eye. I can only speak from the previous profession I had, working in a restaurant. Being, I can no longer comfortably comfortably be in a restaurant ever. From working in one for so many years and paying attention to all the details throughout the day of my entire shift, knowing where things are, who's where, where this table's at, Brian, who's got drinks, where's food, those kind, those kind of things went through my mind for so many years while being in you know, the doors of a restaurant. Every single solitary time for the rest of my life when I walk into a restaurant, that's the only thing that's going on. I try to enjoy myself with the company that I keep, but honestly, I've always got one eye looking the other way, just trying to see what's going on. It's just a, it's just a fact. 
So when you talk about an officer being out there in the world, they're constantly looking for things that are drawn that they're drawn to. They're constantly observing. How do you just turn that off? It's difficult. You can't. It must consume you. So I imagine that it's more and more difficult. I'm not saying, please, I hope anyone listening doesn't think that we're condoning any of the actions of the officers in Minneapolis or in the case of or in in, in the case of 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 any any uh, of the recent deaths. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But we need to try to find a way to to prevent those types of situations. We have to find a way to prevent that as a people, as a whole, as everyone. We have to find a way to prevent that. I honestly think that maybe, you know, as a community, we're talking about a community. Maybe it's time to start, you know, asking some of our youth to sign up for the academy, for the police academy, (laughs) and even the playing field. (laughs) Um, Maybe it's time to start to start getting on the other side so that we can change from within instead of being outsiders and having that line drawn when all the, all the things that i'm saying at the end of the day what what i'm overall trying to say is we all have different struggles too and all lives matter and we all go through our struggles but we have to really if you're really going to try to help somebody or come up with a solution really try to understand with that person, with that race, with that minority, with that individual is really presented against because, you know, like we're t- we talked about how, you know, as Hispanics, we have been able to protest peacefully and got some things advanced, you know, for another race, it might not be that easy for cops because of these individuals that are committing crimes, murder, because that's what it is, you know, a whole fraternity, a whole, you know, system is getting judged and that's not fair to the people that are really trying to do this job correctly and struggling you know all lives matter both in this specific um situation i'm talking both all lives matter as far as cops as far as white people and as far as black people you know because not everything in between and everything in between because you know we don't we can't the problem is that we don't try to understand their struggles we try to fix it to make ourselves feel better how we would handle it for our situations you know at the bottom of at the end of the day i can't understand what angel is going through because he has two kids he has to take care of you know he has this whole pandemic that's going on that can just infect his whole family without him knowing you know without him trying just trying to do the right thing getting his kids food or getting his kids diapers can risk him and his family you know for me i have I have certain people that I'm taking care of at home because they're disabled and me going out, even though I'm trying to do the right thing by going out to their appointments, going out for their medicine, going out, you know, here and there, I might put them at risk. And that's a small sample compared to what an entire race has been going through for decades and centuries. You know, I can't put myself in those shoes. I can't put myself in the shoes of a cop that is trying to do right by not only the human race, but by his badge. I don't understand that. I can't understand that. But we have to be able to help these individuals in these situations. And that's that's what I would want to get across. I'm at, not at all condoning what happened. Um, I think all four of them were wrong because somebody could have said something. Yeah. You know, that person was restrained. That person had already shown that they would follow orders. 
And I have concluded that maybe it was a little bit personal in my bias because of what I've read. But we'll never know. But at the bottom of bottom line is that what happened was wrong. Yeah. And whether this person had, you know, underlying conditions, you didn't recognize it and you didn't try to get the help that that person needed on time. You didn't protect and you didn't serve that person right. You know, no matter what's going on in so, your life, no matter if you're 12-hour shift, none of that. That's a personal choice so, you took. Sorry about that. I kept trying to jump in at the right time, but it uh, didn't really work out that way. Sorry. <laughs> not so smooth. <laughs> uh, so very recently for me uh, in the workplace, um, I witnessed somebody doing something very unsafe. And immediately I acted. I addressed the situation with the individual. I asked them very quickly to stop, to cease and desist their action. I brought them to me, told them what we should do instead, and acted accordingly. That's what I did in my particular situation. To use the forklift run? If I had seen that, absolutely. <laughs> if yeah. I had seen that and walked away from that i am just as guilty for allowing it to happen as the person who is carrying out that action great example and at the end of the day i think that's exactly what we're dealing with that's exactly what it is and that's why people are pissed there is no way that you are ever going to stop people from dying or being killed that is difficult you cannot but what are the actions being taken after the fact and how are things being taken care of? Because if I don't address my safety situation with that individual at that point in time, what does that tell that individual that it's okay to do? What is going to happen a couple of weeks from now? He'll do it again. Not only, and thus, not only the, that, the cycle will continue. Not only that, but you, you create a culture. So something needs to be done. Not only that, but you create That's a culture right. in that in that environment that I can get away with this. Right. If he did create, it, I could get away with this. Create a safety net. Yes. You create a safety net for doing these things because there's no, there's absolutely zero reprimand, none. Getting paid to go home. ridiculous. Did you guys see the videos of um, protesters showing up to? Officer Shavi's house? Yes. I haven't seen that. The, you, the, to his house? So so protesters showed up to, showed his, up house, to his house. And he had about Correct. well one camera, at least the camera that I shot. Or sorry, the camera. Oh, whoa, 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 damn. Sorry, the, the camera the camera <laughs> that, that I saw, um the person counted over the the, <laughs> the person recording counted over fifty cops. Just like going like with the camera, you know? Mm -hmm. Like to their faces across. You know, and of course, that person was skipping certain gaps because they couldn't just get to the front. Mm -hmm. But they counted over 50 cops wow. guarding this man's house. Hey, guys. Hey, hey guys. Hey, guys. Hold, this on, ghost. hold on. Let me stop it right there. Uh, we actually, ghost. there's someone being really rude on the chat and we might need to block him. <laughs> it's, it's getting a little out of hand. Do you guys know a, a gentleman by the name of Lovos, Bryant? Uh, I will claim no affiliation. <laughs> Borlos for life. He's getting a little radical. He's getting a little radical. But yeah, man. Um, I uh, I was telling my girlfriend earlier that 
um, there was a story, there was a headline. So one thing I've been doing is I've been reading to her headlines that I see before reading the, the actual article and then researching it through like a legit source, right? So um, the last one that I had read to her was uh, Derek, whatever you, however you pronounce the last name, commits suicide in prison. Hmm. So it turns out that he's on suicide watch, you know, and she didn't say it, but she kind of was like on the fence about it. Like, well, if he did it, so what, you know, but for me, it was like, that's a dead man walking already. Yeah. That's a zombie. Yeah. All you got to do is make him live out this, these years. There should be no reason why that, that man should go free. You know, whatever may happen to him in prison, I hope they don't kill him. That's my bias. I hope they don't kill no, him. No, no, I, I agree. I hope they don't let him take the easy way out. Let that dead man, let that ghost, that zombie walk out his remaining years. Right. 100%. 100% you know, um, I think a suicide, if you let him do it or somebody takes him out in prison, that would be the easiest way out. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to, you set off something that hopefully changes the world. And completely off topic, one question that I had for some of my close friends that I asked you, Eddie, Brian on the chat, um, Angel, I've asked you, you know, 50 years from now, what are we going to look back and see as a uh, as something that's common 50 years from now? I don't know if I'm explaining that right. I've asked you, what needs to change? What big thing is going to look as, seem normal 50 years from now? And I think this is going to be a big turning point because one thing that America, the United States of America hasn't had, has been a revolution for what, 150 years? Mm-hmm. We're overdue. You have examples all over the world of countries as soon as 2012 completely revolutionizing. You know, you had during your lifetime, your lifetime, Angel, Chewy's your lifetime. Right now. You've seen countries fall. You've seen regimes fall. You've seen tyrants fall and a new country come out of, you know, in the Scandinavian section, you know, in China, you know, Hong Kong. For those people that don't know, Hong Kong governs Kong, itself, right but they're now. still part of China, right? Mm-hmm. How did that come to be? Look it up. You've seen all these examples happen across the world, except in the United States. We've been overdue. And if this sets off to a better path for everybody as an individual, regardless of your race, regardless of your color, regardless of your first language, then I'm all for this man being a zombie and living out his 40, 50 years behind bars. In that sense, I will say thank you. But at the t- same time, I will say fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's uh, it's tough, bro. It's tough to to know, you know, um, uh, how to feel in that particular situation. Because what is justice? To what end, you know, will will the people be satisfied with any action whatsoever? You know. What's gonna keep? What's gonna? What's gonna start getting people to be okay and start coming back inside? You know, what measure uh, does the government need to take? Because you've got a POTUS that, at the moment, is more concerned with his Twitter rant than what's going on around the world. He's putting down, you know, legislating that these social media companies uh, start to fact check or rather reduce fact-checking for ridiculous claims that he's personally making on their websites because he continuously embarrassed day in and day out for the misinformation that he continues to spew. And it's terrible. 
that that's where his focus is. It's absolutely awful. 2020 we has been the perfect do storm. Twenty twenty has been the perfect. Speaking of twenty twenty, wow. Speaking of twenty twenty being a ride, can we talk about how all of a sudden COVID is no longer an issue? Can we discuss the fact that no one is concerned with that? So that's what. Can we that's... discuss the fact that over the last five days there hasn't been an increase in COVID cases? Can we discuss that? Where? There has been an increase of, of uh, cases where? Because um, that's that's uh, that information can be can be screwed. And I'm going to play devil's advocate here because we, as the county of Los Angeles, we are the best fitted in the nation to test people per capita. And that's because your president, my president, Eddie's president, Donald Trump, sent a Navy ship back in April to serve the Pacific coast and it landed by LA. So per capita in your community in my community, angel Long Beach being a part of that LA community, LA County, we have the best testing per capita. So our numbers in Los Angeles and maybe in the surrounding areas is going down, but it doesn't mean that in the rest of the world is actually not going up. China is, is uh, experiencing a second wave so are some countries in Europe. We haven't gotten to the second wave. So that's your information might be correct, but it might skew what's actually going outside of our environment and our surroundings. Well, I mean, to touch on uh, Angel's point, I, I know where we're headed here. Uh, this is the segment I've been waiting for. <laughs> uh, it's It could just be like, this whole like plan, you know, Trump is biggest thing is, you know, it's money, it's our economy. So maybe it's the, the distraction here, right? Because we're in the middle, we're the, we're in the, not in the eye of the storm because we're in the fucking eye of the storm's calm, but, um, we're in the shit storm. Let's call it that. Right. Uh, perfect. Storm, which is, the, but anyways, point with is, the volcano going off yeah. and high winds. Yeah. Point, point, <laughs> point is, Businesses are getting destroyed. You know, all this shit is happening. Everyone's forgetting about COVID. Everyone's like, let's go, we'll fuck, let's go outside. And then this guy, you know, that that's that's our president right now. You know, let's face it, might most likely he's gonna you know serve a second term. Is it's is finding somewhere to agree to launder that money. You know, a word that's gonna go somewhere else. You know, oh, you know, we have to rebuild this country. So X amount of money is going to all these businesses, and it's it's just. It's a, I'll just come on and say it. we're talking about conspiracies now. That's just one of the conspiracies that's been thrown out there. Let me throw out something else that people don't want to realize, that don't want to accept when change happens. At the end of the day, you're going to break some eggs. No matter who wins, somebody has to lose. Right. And sometimes, even as a loser, you still win. As stupid as that may have sounded to you, even as as if you feel that you won hey, sometimes, hey, hey. you're truly when you're losing. you're not first, you're last. Not true. <laughs> not true. Not in the real world. Right. Not in the real world. And you have many examples of this across, across the, the history, you know? We were big-ass bullies in World War II, and we dropped an atomic bomb on somebody because they, they, uh, they sneaked attacked us, right? Mm-hmm. But that silenced the world. We weren't the first to discover nuclear power. We were the first to use it. If we didn't use it to show the people 
what was it capable of and stopping Europe from speaking German right now in today's age, <laughs> we would have we would have never been able to check the world. Somebody has to lose for you to win and sometimes both sides win. As dumb as it may sound, London after World War II rebuilt to be a country where parliament lost power and now it's more of a democracy where royalty is more of a presentation, more of a just a um, a cultural thing more than a powerful thing, you know? Yeah. The, the queen doesn't say all, be all, you know? She's not. There's a democracy in, in form. They have a tax bracket that works for their country where they provide education and healthcare for for their people. But that happened because they had to rebuild. One thing, again, to my point that we haven't had to do in really decades. We haven't had to rebuild. You know, the last time we had to rebuild with the Civil War, it was because white people didn't want to give up their slaves. <laughs> right? No, right? I might be wrong, but if no. I'm wrong, let me know. I, I mean, a, a, a BA, uh, other angel, uh, he, that's been a guest on the show, is on there, and he, <laughs> he loves history, so maybe he could touch on that, too. Oh, I would love to go history head-to-head with Angel, if that's true. Oh, man. That, Hit me up anytime, Angel. We'll get him on here somehow right now when Chewie's off that phone. I'm just kidding. But... <laughs> Sorry, I forgot what the original point was. I'm a little <laughs> wallow right now. That train of thought just... <laughs> I go back to what, you, what was the last thing you guys were talking about? Put, put, put us back on track, uh, GA. The <laughs> story of my fucking life, my friend. That is exactly how things go in my everyday existence. Sometimes we go on so far, we don't realize where the steam came from to begin with. But uh, really, there's so much going on right now and i'm sorry i'm a little bit distracted because i can hear the sirens from here um, oh wow i'm really close to downtown Long Beach, guys and i can hear everything here uh which part of the reason why i'm not joining you guys in the studio i did not want to have to struggle to get back home um completely so uh uh, uh <laughs> by the way angel in the chat already says i can already tell you that's been <laughs> Say it again. Uh, uh, Angel in the chat says that he can already tell us that Spenny is wrong. Mm. Come at me, bro. <laughs> come at me with facts, not with what you think happened. I'll come at you with facts. <laughs> he follows up by saying that we weren't the bullies. That we start. Oh, we t- we weren't the bullies to start. We became bullies from that. Oh no 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 no! Going into that situation, we were the bullies because it's like it's like if 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 your kid punched you earlier in the day and he thinks he's grown now, when you know damn well when you're ready, you could just slap him back into place, Angel. So don't don't tell me we weren't the bully. We allow certain things to happen, but when it was time to put the foot down to crack the neck, I'm not talking about stepping on somebody's neck. I'm talking about cracking the neck. It was it was a done deal. It was a done deal. There's a reason we were so successful in sneaking into into Tokyo, or in, in sorry, into Japan undetected. If you really want to go into the details, <laughs> it was all calculated, my boy. I wish you could see me. <laughs> this he can see he can't see you. This angel right here, uh, get us back on track, man. Where did that steam come from? We're just like getting distracted over here. I'll tell you where that's not. No, 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 no. no. I, I, I think, I think uh, what we were trying to get to is the segment that you talked about where uh, where we were discussing possible conspiracy theories 
in regards to the situation. So I'll go back to what we talked about originally in the opening segment where we were discussing the actual video of uh, this gentleman. And I would encourage you guys, if you can, uh, to take a minute to search it and look at that and really see, you know, these EMTs or supposed EMTs uh, that came into this situation grab this gentleman the way that they did to put on a gurney and to just shove him inside of the ambulance. Uh, again, nobody checked his vitals. Uh, nobody did what they were supposed to do as a process uh, to make sure that they took care of or cared for the victim. Uh, they treated him like a piece of meat, as if they knew that that was going to be the case, and they reacted accordingly. So either they were tipped off that, that this guy was dead mm -hmm. already, or you know they were, you know they already knew that this was going to be the case when they showed up on scene and handled it that way. Um, so. It's interesting to me to think about it in that light that this man was possibly, you know, publicly executed. Uh, for what a, for what agenda, I don't know, but it's definitely worth a thought. Um, you said for what agenda? It, to me, it's the the whole, uh, the, you know, the re-election coming up and the whole economy because those are, those are his voters. Those, that's uh, that's Trump's biggest numbers. Uh, you know, it's it's it all comes down to money. And if you want to dig deeper, uh, you, Angel, sent me uh, videos uh, where a, a parent cop came out and started smashing windows. Uh, apparent people that weren't part of the Black Lives Matter movement uh, were tagging on buildings and they were begging them to stop. And it seemed like they, was, like they were heavily outnumbered, but yet they kept going, you know, just to, to paint this picture of, look, these are all bad people. And it's all right here. We're going to help you rebuild the money while... This guy that's gonna, you know, that's potentially and gonna be reelected, most likely gonna be reelected, uh, look like the hero, you know, as dumb as his Twitter, his fucking tweets are, uh, and you know, as stupid as his interviews are, you know, business people don't see that side of it; they see that money that's coming in. So, I mean, that's to me, that's where the whole the conspiracy comes down to. It's just money. Mm -hmm. It comes down to money. They're monetizing it in in a way. And uh, there's been so many video, there's been so much video footage that I've seen, where you know Antifa, Antifa activists are you know being shown busting down you know the, the these walls and like you said tagging and doing all these things. And the black protesters are doing the best they can to try to keep everything peaceful. And it's disturbing. It's disturbing to see that there are people amongst the crowd in undercover uniforms um, disguising themselves or rather showing themselves, uh, displaying themselves with white armbands along their left arm yeah. so that they can identify one another for being on the same team. They are, they've got headpieces, not Bluetooth, not AirPods, not anything of that nature, some CIA type of earpieces going from their backpacks through to their ear um, so that they can keep in close communication to each other about how to move people forward. I'm watching video after video of white people shoving minorities in towards police officers to start violence and then running in the opposite direction. So they're pushing people in 
to fight the fight and then running from the altercation as if they weren't there, only to get other people riled up in the back and push them towards. That is a cowardly move. A cowardly move. And as I say that, I can now hear the helicopter uh, surrounding my neighborhood. Yeah, well, apparently, Angel, apparently curfew starts at 6 today. Um, so in Long Beach, I think it's at 7. For the city of Long Beach as well. And in Los uh, Angeles, actually, it's 8 p.m. Noticed, curfew. Uh, Oh damn! That that is that is correct. For uh, Long Beach, it's going to be 8 p.m. tonight, and uh, for the county of Los Angeles or citywide, I should say, is uh, 6 p.m. So just a few more minutes for 6 p.m. Interesting. Oh damn! Hey, uh, can you do me a favor, Angel? Can you stop anybody? You you I can't. You, up, you sound like uh you're in a, like uh, one of those helicopter people. Can you give us a traffic report real quick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I wish, dude. I wish I could see what was uh, going on out there right now. It's a little too close to home, to be honest with you. I don't think I have to go far. <laughs> I, I think I'm bunking with Chewy tonight, just just so you know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't plan this exactly. Actually, I have a whole other podcast to go after this. That's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Chewy says it gets cold. I, I already have a bunch of employees calling me because they can't make it to work tonight because they're in Long Beach downtown and they can't get out of their house. Oh damn! That's they what I was. That's what my phone kept ringing. Well, so if I can just say that, um, it, it's funny because during COVID, during COVID, uh, you know, we were being given letters for those of us that had to work. We didn't know how serious this was going to get in regards to keeping people at home or the safer at home order. We didn't know how serious it would be, so we distributed letters to all personnel so that they could carry on their person, you know, in their vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, if they were to be stopped. Again, we didn't know how serious it was going to be uh, to show that uh, they were out and about uh, to work, you know, as essential employees. So it's interesting to me that now, you know, that that letter would probably come in handy to a lot of people, you know, uh, uh, right about now to be able to get to where they need to go. The question is, do you, you know, do you want to be in an area like that with all this going on? And and um, it, it's interesting to me that it might, you know, it's going to slow down businesses more so. So now we're, you know, we just got, you know, into phase three for, you know, small businesses. There's, I personally know someone with a barbershop that is highly anticipating an opening uh, starting tomorrow. And is fearfully, fearfully camping her establishment right now to assure that, you know, her windows don't get broken in. And it's, uh, it's fucked. It's really, really, it's, it's, it's so tough. It's tough. It's tough to have a, an unbiased opinion for everything that's going on right now because there's so much information that can draw you any which way. And it's difficult but um, we I, are in trying times right now, and I think unity is key. I, I feel like uh, that's kind of um, buying into the conspiracy I gave, bro. <laughs> you know, excuses for business not being able to be run and, you know, losing that money, quote-unquote, throwing the cold fingers. Correct. So, so I'm feeling pretty good about yeah, uh, about my conspiracy. Because, I think, I, I think yeah. I'm about to win this one. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you, man. At, at the end of the day, you know, money makes the world go around, right? And uh, there's just too many coincidence, too coincidences, you know, 
that are happening and there's just there's too much going on right now right you know that's crippling our our system crippling our our economy there's way too much and uh and it's difficult it's difficult to move forward it's hard seems like every day we took a step forward and now we're just completely somersaulting backwards eight feet you know from the position we worked so hard to get to Um, so but I think that honestly, uh, you know, we talked, we asked earlier if it was worth it. Fucking a, it's worth it as long as something changes. But if nothing changes, further action will be, further action will be needed. And what steps will will we take next? Where will we go? And uh, what answers can we hope to get moving forward? And the reason I'm all over the place is know. the same reason why I don't have an answer for you. I just don't know. I just don't know where you go from here. I really, truly don't. All I can do is look at it from the outside. Um, if there is something I can do personally to help, I would help the cause. But me going down there and looting is not going to help. Me going down there and protesting, getting arrested, being away from the people that need me isn't going to help. And I just don't know. I'm all over the place with these things. I'm trying to get as many facts as possible. I'm legitimately trying to fact check stuff before I consider it into my opinion. But at the end of the day, there's nothing that even leads me to think that I have a solution for this or really can help in this in this scenario. I really don't. I really don't. All I can do is just learn from it. And if it comes across to where it affects my my life then try to deal with it with the best scenario possible as far as how to act how to handle the situation but as far as any kind of change i don't think it's coming anytime soon and if you're looking at this the same way and you want change immediately that's not the solution there is no change possible that can happen instantly that will be for the greater good so if you take away something from me today is just that whatever this leads to i hope it's progress that you can Wait on. As much as you listening might not want to hear that, it's going to take time. The only thing we can do is use this as an example of what we don't want to reoccur or become a norm. Um, Hopefully this leads to something better. And if this man rotting in prison and George Floyd dying leads to that, then then at the end of the day, it was part of God's plan, right? Maybe. But if it, leads, sorry, huh? if, it, if it leads to nothing, uh-huh. then then we're just, I don't know, then we're just lost. And you should expect more uprisings. If you can't sit back as a lawmaker, as somebody in power and listen, then you are the problem. But change, change is going to take time. You know, going back to the topics, you know, I think we do need a reform from inside of how cops get dealt with and how they're supported. You know, I think that's a big key part in stopping these kinds of things from happening and screening these people, you know, going off topic. There was an an example from last year and I'll try to find the video again where they did the report so I can post it with you guys where there was a, a cop selling in his house. And the realtor brought <laughs> uh, African-American to walk the house, you oh, know, no way. And this who had like Confederate flags and the swastika visibly posted in his house. So this couple or this person 
reported the cop to their to their station and he stayed on the force you know no no uh investigation was done um he had like 10 complaints in like six years on the force and <laughs> you know so stuff like that is being ignored and it shouldn't be you know um yeah that, see, that, I, that I type of fraternity like in, in that particular situation you know uh, even me here now i don't have a position of power like that of an officer or anything of that nature but you know my views and opinions um although they are protected by the first amendment if they don't tie into the values that you know are represented by the company that i work for you know i could find myself without a job um you know and then i don't think that police officers should be any different especially if they've got that sort of they, they shouldn't be allowed to be police officers if that's the type of person that they are um that's just not right you're going and it's not so much maybe that they don't need to be cops it's just because you have freedom of speech you have freedom of press and all that but just at least pay attention to the fact that they have so many complaints against them that their outrage or that their excess of force is against a certain type of individual or a certain type of, right. you know, person, you know, pay attention to those details, you know, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Everybody in this country, regardless of their beliefs has a chance or should have an opportunity to get whatever job they want. If they're abusing their power or they're using their morals to contradict what they're supposed to do according to their job, then that's how you discipline them as a company, as, you know, a police officer. You know, if somebody's willing to risk their life to protect, you know, the community they live in, then so be it. But if this person is going to be a prejudiced, racist, or exophobic towards a certain type of race, skin tone, or color, or whatever it may be, then you need to take the proper ties and cut them or you need to take the proper steps and cut ties with this person you know yeah. i know people don't want to hear that i know that may be like what the fuck but yeah no matter of, no matter what somebody's views is they deserve the same opportunity as you do and if they want to show their true colors and not follow what their job description is then you deal with them as you should or I'll, as you can although i'm grateful that spenny's here i'm sorry that uh spenny cut you off angel if you want to go ahead no, no worries at all. I was actually just uh, preparing uh, closing statements and uh, wanted to know if you had anything that you wanted to end this episode with uh, to share with our slowly growing audience. Uh, I'm going to be just the basic one, so I'll go first. So always remember, at the end of the day, there's only one race. That's the human race. And whatever it takes to make everyone realize that and not seeing color, I'm with it. Yeah, basic. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. For me, it's the same thing. You know, just we're always go gonna ahead, have go we're always gonna have problems in this world. Some more severe, some more captivating than others. Um, just understand that what works to to solve the problem for you isn't necessarily gonna work for the other people involved. You know, certain things need to happen within the community of cops for this to be resolved. Certain things need to happen within the community of African-Americans for this to be advanced. And those are two different things, you know. Um, it's tragic what happened. It shouldn't have happened. It happens too often on and off camera. 
And no matter how much we sympathize with this race of African-Americans, we're never going to understand that pain. And just if you're going to go out there and loot, then be honest with yourself and be honest with the people around you that you're going to go out there for yourself. Right. And don't try to pretend that you're trying to help a cause by putting um, some kind of shade on it. You know, um, going back to your point, Angel, earlier, you have people secretly going in there. I'm not going to judge those people because just how there's people of my skin color, of your skin color, of African-Americans going out there just to see the world burn. Other races, as privileged as they may be, want to see the same thing. I'm not going to hold those people accountable because the actions of the of the minorities are telling those people, this is what I can get away with. And if you want to get away with something is get away with change, get away with the protest if you're really about it. You know, don't judge everybody off this incident. Understand their struggles, too, and understand there's bad apples on both sides. And we have to weed out those bad apples from every culture, every race, every skin color, everything. We don't need all that. We don't need to be divided. You know, you don't need to say, in my opinion, in my opinion, you don't need to say black, black lives matter. Of course, they matter. Of course they matter, but yours does too. Don't try to divide us in a moment where we need to be together. Because at the end of the day, they might call us minorities, but we have bigger numbers than they do. And the biggest the biggest threat that we can create to them is uniting together. Strength. That's the biggest thing uh -huh. that we can do. That's the most powerful thing we can do. Strength by numbers. At the end of the day, if we can just come together and stop... And stop selecting. I'm going to I'm going to quote Killer Mike. We're fighting over who our master is. And that's what we as a society, as minorities are failing. We need to come at the people that are supposed to follow the rules. We need to come at them with this is what we want. If you can't do it, then I need to find somebody that can. Don't tell me what you can do for me. Let me tell you what you're going to do for me until we get to that point as a society, not as Hispanics, not as Japanese, not as Asians, not as black people. If we can come to understanding as as a people, this is what we need. Who's going to give it to us? We're always going to be minorities. The the numbers will never matter unless we can find somebody that's going to do what we need as a society. Mic drop. Quite the closing statement. I, I kept, I was at the edge of my seat. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, but I have to say that uh, for me, my advice to everyone out there listening is, um, you know, you, we're talking about, you know, what lives matter. And I think that the Black Lives Matter movement uh, can easily, you know, somebody put the light on me today. Uh, shout out to one of my dear friends. I won't mention his name because I'm not sure he'll be comfortable with that or not. But uh, started sharing the hashtag that Black Lives Matter too. Uh, and that is not just that Black Lives alone matter. They just also want to be included in the fact that they matter. And it was interesting to me because it does kind of put a different spin on the hashtag in that it's not that they're just trying to say that they matter and no one else does. They just want to say that they also matter. It's well established that everyone else matter. It's well established that blue lives matter. 
It's well established. We know that already. History shows us that. But history shows us that black lives have not mattered in many instances for a long time. And even now, continuously are showing that they don't matter. They're being used and abused for whatever for whatever it is that they would like whatever narrative that they're trying to push they're being used for that to promote fear and control and it's upset so black lives matter too is the best thing that i've heard today because it is a cry for help to say that we're here too and we're important and i support that 1000% i understand that that's uh difficult and and not computable <laughs> thank you gentlemen no dude i've never, and I've never, i will say this sorry go ahead. from us here at layman's world where we know absolutely nothing about about anything and we talk all things we know nothing about there is one thing i do know is that empathy uh, is probably going to be the strongest trait that anybody could have at this point in time because that's what's going to help us to understand the issues that we might not have to suffer from that's the biggest thing we cannot help anyone until we try our best to understand the situation for what it is so to everyone i would say please please be kind to one another be kind to one another because you don't know what someone else might be struggling with you don't know if they have a family member affected you don't know if they were on the front lines a day or two prior just because they showed up to work the next day you just don't know please be kind to each other because you never know what kind of situation you might end up in if you're not let's take what's going on in the world into consideration with all our actions over the next week and hopefully things will start to look up and things will start to stop looking like what's going on behind me Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. I'd like to thank Spenny for coming into the studio today. Thanks Sorry me. that I couldn't be there. Spenny, uh, please tell people where they can find you. I am usually on Nag and The Hangover. Um, if you are a fan of uh, the LA Galaxy, as supporters, we have started a league called Liga G96, where we're just competing against each other to try to get ourselves through this tough time. And I want to give a shout out to the organizers. I'm sorry. I don't know everybody's name, but I do want to give a special shout out to Manny. Besides the fact that he is the organizer of our team, the Borrachos AC, he was really committed to trying to get this going. And in this week, I think it was a big deal. As minimal as it may seem to the rest of the world, I think it was a big deal for our Galaxy community because last night we started our season. And not only were people tuning in to three games at a time, but we had people, you know, we had, what, 20, 22 people playing at the same time right. on top of 50, 60 people watching online. So we were able to keep people indoors, watch our games, and just give them a sense of belonging, yep. you know, for this difficult time. Whether it's the riots or whether it's the, the pandemic that's going on. I was glad I was a part of that. And you can find me on Nag News, The Hangover. My Twitter overall is um, uh, Spenny Bayless. 
at Spenny Bayless. Um, I'm on Twitter. If you want to fact check me on any history, you want to go at our history, let's do it. If you want to talk shit about my team, I'll give you facts of how we killed your team <laughs> <laughs> or anything like that. If you want to catch us on FIFA, hit up uh, either one of us. If you want to join a team, whatever it may be, man. All right. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram as Eddie underscore Nags, on Twitter, Eddie Nags all together. And just one love one another. And that's I'm going to leave you with because uh, Angel over here hit the he- uh, hit the he- nail on the head. <laughs> and yeah, man, I, I, I got no more to say. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I am Angel King of Mediocrity Martinez. This is Layman's Word. Uh, we hope that you guys will join us again um, next week. Hopefully, we will have something else to talk about that is less heavy on our hearts. Until then, uh, from everybody that was here today, including super producer Chewy Big shout in out the to house. Chewy. Thank you so much for putting this on. Big shout out. Um, take care of take care of yourselves. Let's try to express some love this week, please. Peace, y'all. Thank you. Thank you for joining us.